Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking about our menstrual cycle and not just about the menstrual cycle, but how exercise, how our recovery, how that plays a part into the different phases of our menstrual cycle throughout the month. And if this is something that you never really looked into, or you might not be somebody that keeps track of when you are in what phases of your menstrual cycle, this can be a really big game changer as far as programming your workouts, getting better recovery, which can also result in actually getting better results. So what this would allow you to do at the end of today's episode is you're going to understand you know, when to push hard, when to back off throughout your menstrual cycle. And then it also might even shed light if you're somebody that just has these days where you're just like, man, I don't get it. Why can't I lift as much today? Why am I so out of breath? Why am I not getting the same performance that I usually get whenever I'm doing this kind of workout, right? So that'll definitely shed light on that. And like I said, I hope by the end of today's episode that I have inspired you to keep more tabs on your menstrual cycle, to empower you to really get in tune with it and the different phases that you go in. It's not just about, you know, when do we start our period, right? There's actually different phases throughout the cycle where our hormones are making different shifts that can result in us feeling different and our performance. And this is going to be part one of two parts. So today we're gonna talk about how the menstrual cycle is uh, affected by how our workouts are affected by our menstrual cycles. And then part two is gonna be talking about the nutrition, how we can optimize nutrition throughout our menstrual cycle to get even better results, all right? And so, yeah, so let's first start off with talking about what is menstrual cycle and just kind of some little basic things. If you're somebody that doesn't track your cycle, the app that I use is called Flow and I really like it and it really helps me out and it gives me some good insights. Um, as to, you know, different things throughout my cycle. So that's the one that I would recommend. Also, based on today's episode, um, two books that I really use to help give me resources for today's episode is Roar by Dr. Stacey Sims. If you don't know who she is, I really recommend looking her up. She is um, really known for the saying that women aren't little men, and she has a really a lot of good things to, to, um, a lot of good information to share when it comes to optimizing menstrual cycle for for performance and aesthetics and better results and just empower women in general around their menstrual cycle that it's not something that we need to dread or to say that you know oh i'm about to start my period on my period that we're any less or i can't perform um so she shares a lot of insights into how to work around that how to um just really empower you to do better with your menstrual cycle and then the other book is 
In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. Um, she's also a really good person to follow when it comes to empowering women around their menstrual cycle um, and, and syncing up not just like their exercise and nutrition, but also their whole like work life and, um, you know, overall mental well being too when it comes to our menstrual cycle and really empowering women to see that we are fierce in different phases and different ways throughout our cycle. So I really, I really like Alyssa. Um, she also has another book. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, um, but she has two books that are on menstrual cycle and optimizing your life through your menstrual cycle. It's pretty cool. I like it. So I, I definitely have geeked out on this. Um, and the reason before we even go to menstrual cycle and talk about that, I just wanted to share with you guys, um, which you probably might find this really relatable, is my own background when it comes to my own cycle. Um, I have been somebody that has struggled with my menstrual cycle since I have gotten it, which was in the sixth grade. Um, I used to have such painful periods where I would, uh, there's been a few times where I thought I was going to pass out and I would just be in agonizing pain on the couch, not being able to even move. I couldn't, the pain would just radiate down my legs and my legs would go nuts and I would just, it would be horrible. And not only that is not just the physical symptoms of menstrual cycle, but my period is always out of whack. I would, you know, I would go one time I went like a whole summer without a period. It was never really predictable. It was very painful. And also my moods um, shift really bad. So to the point where I used to say, or I do have, because I still struggle with this, is I feels like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And then it's like once, like it starts around, you know, two weeks before, like right after ovulation, I'll start having these extreme PMS things, but it's more like really intense irritability. I don't feel motivated to be myself and do normal things. Like sometimes I don't even feel like working out. I don't want to get out of bed. Um, I just get depressed feeling. And then as soon as my period starts within, um, you know, 24 to 40 hours, I feel like a cloud has, that dark cloud has been lifted and I'm a whole new person. And that's the extreme side of my period since I've had a period. And for 10 years, I was on birth control because my periods were so bad. And I thought that was the answer, like putting a Band-Aid on it, right? And um, really, it was me wanting to get off birth control because I was getting in my mid-20s and I wanted to, I knew I was um, getting to the age where I wanted to have a family and I, I was like, I need to get this shit together. I need to get my hormones figured out because I, I had this fear that I was not fertile because my periods were so horrible and so crazy and um, I thought that meant something about me that maybe my body just wouldn't work properly and um, so I... I've reached out to a naturopathic doctor and she helped me and not in it to balance my hormones and with six and within six months I felt like a new person uh, another thing that I struggled with a lot growing up was is uh, cystic acne uh, it was horrible because my my hormones were just so crazy and out of whack um, and so I have not been on birth control since I was 25 and 34 now um, and I never plan to be on it because I think it actually makes my mental sim uh, symptoms worse. Um, and I've noticed that for me, my PMS is usually a reflection of how well I took care of myself the, the weeks before. So if I was eating properly, exercising, working on my mental health, then my PMS wouldn't be as 
bad <laughs> that month, if I if that went to shit, then I would have a really bad um, period and really bad PMS. Um, and I've done a lot of research on this. I've gotten my hormones tested, which I'm going to share lightly on that too. Um, but it it's what I have think what I have come to the conclusion that I'm pretty sure that I have is is PM PMDD, which is like an extreme form of PMS. I check all the boxes on it. And so um, I don't really have went to a doctor for this because what doctors usually give is an SSRI, which is a like Prozac or something like that. And to be honest, I have dabbled a little bit in trying those things right before my period, but I don't like the side effects. And I'm just not somebody that wants to be dependent on medicine, though it can be very helpful for people. Um, I just don't feel like myself and I don't really like that feeling. So one thing that I have found that has been very helpful for me is hormone replacement therapy. Um, when I like a couple, it's I've been taking it now for about three years. Um, I st- it was actually funny how this came about. My husband, um, he was showing symptoms of low testosterone. Like it's funny women, <laughs> whenever our men are low in testosterone, they can kind of be like a hormonal woman. Um, and so I was like, you know, I bet your testosterone is low. Let's go get it checked out. Let's go figure it out. So we went to a doctor and then they were like, I was with him. So they were like, hey, do you want us to check your levels too? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm already here, right? And then I get the results back and my testosterone was at a 20, which they said was, I think, the equivalent to like a 50-year-old woman or something like that. Like basically a lot older than I am, right? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, okay, like, let's get this fixed. So I started taking um, hormone replacement therapy and it has helped a lot as far as um, my energy levels because I get really fatigued when I'm PMSing like too when those hormone shifts happen and then um, it's helped a lot with even in the gym too for me to be consistent and as we talk about today you're going to see how your hormones can really change the consistency in your workouts throughout the month and it's not you going crazy and there's not something wrong with you it's like it's your hormones and it's your body responding so by keeping my testosterone by optimizing so hormone replacement therapy isn't about like it, it's not about overdoing and taking too much. It's about putting you to optimal levels and not even just optimal levels for your age, but what were the optimal levels like it is probably going to be like when you were in your 20s, right? So they top you off to what is um, what is like where your peak would be for, you know, your hormones. Um, so it's not taking too much. So I know it kind of sounds crazy because you're like, oh, man, a woman taking testosterone. We we naturally produce testosterone. Um, and so if we're low in it, you can go look up a lot of the symptoms for it if, if you want on your own. I want to make this all about hormones um, as far as hormone replacement therapy in this episode. Um, but it but it does matter and it does make a difference. And I know many women that take hormone replacement therapy, they're bioidentical. I take pellets. Um, I go every three to four months. And just recently this year, I started getting estrogen too, because now that I'm getting to my mid thirties, my estrogen is starting to go down. Um, I just actually got that bumped up this last time. So I'm really curious. I'm about to start my period. I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect my PMS. So far, it's actually helped improve my PMS by, by giving me a little boost in estrogen and um and so i'm hoping that this is an answer to really kind of making that a little bit more bearable that time of the month for me so far so good right so if you are somebody that has really extreme like pms 
um, I would recommend going and getting your hormone levels checked and seeing if maybe you're low in something um, and if you can maybe get some type of uh, hormone replacement therapy. I really don't recommend birth control as a form of hormone replacement therapy. This the, What they give you for what I get is actually bioidentical. Your body knows what to do with it. It's not synthetic like birth control is. And um, also, today's episode is not going to be something that applies for you if you're on birth control. So what I am talking about is um, for women that are actually have a natural cycle. This they are go- When you are taking birth control, you're not going through the normal rhythms of hormone shifts and changes as a woman does that is on that isn't taking birth control so if you're taking birth control today's episode probably not going to be very beneficial for you but hey if you want to learn more about how your normal hormones work and stuff throughout the month and how that can affect exercise then join and stay with us so all right so that's my little spiel i just wanted to show you guys like hey this is something i've struggled with (laughs) for a long time and um a lot of what i'm going to share with you is things that i had really big aha moments and it has helped me a lot to understand myself better as an athlete, as somebody that works out, who loves working out, and to explain why there's sometimes these really huge shifts in my performance throughout the month. Um, So let's just first go over the menstrual cycle. So we're going to have a little menstrual cycle one-on-one right now. And um, I'm going to read you a passage from Roar, that book I told you about. So the average menstrual cycle is 28 days long, though it can range between 21 and 35 days and doesn't have to run like clockwork. It is broken down into two 14-day phases. So this is if you're a 28-day long cycle, it's broken down into uh, 14-day phases. If your cycle's a little long, those days are going to be a little different, right? Your cycle begins the day your period starts. Day one through day 14 are what is called the follicular phase. So, or the follicular phase can be that part before that you start menstruating until you ovulate, okay? So not everybody is going to be 14 days. Your cycle, um, oops, days 15 through 28, the rest of those days after ovulation, right, is the luteal phase. So ovulation occurs right in the middle. Rising and falling hormones levels trigger all of this, right? So every phase that you go through, it's a shift of hormones that trigger you into the next phase, right? Um, After your period ends, about five or six days of your cycle, your ovaries gradually start ramping up their production of estrogen during the follicular phase. Through the rise in follicular stimulating hormones, FSH, during the first days of the cycle, a few um, a few ovarian folliculars, <laughs> follicles, sorry, are simulated to mature the egg for release. Around day 12, your estrogen levels surge along with this LH, um, along with LH hormone, which causes ovulation. An egg is released from your fallopian tubes. Estrogen levels dip at this point, but will soon rise again as the body goes into nesting mode in case the egg is fertilized. So this is now, now we're going into your luteal phase, right? During um, during the stretch, the little phase, your hormones kick into high gear. So this is when your hormones start to really rise, right? Progesterone levels rise, surpassing estrogen to prepare the lining of the uh, uterus for egg implantation. Both estrogen and progesterone peak uh, uh, peak levels about day five before menstruation. This is where PMS symptoms can rear up. If a fertilized egg isn't implanted, progesterone levels fall and you shed the lining and you are back to day one. Okay, so let's go over that. Like just really quick too, to summarize, 
you know, your estrogen levels. So it pretty much you're just your levels of hormones are going up and down throughout the month, right? And they peak those hormone levels, both estrogen and both progesterone will peak about five days before your period. And it's that drop in the two that signal your body to shed the lining, which starts your bleeding, right? So that's usually when if somebody has PMS, they start to feel better because now their hormones go back to baseline, right? Um, And so this is really interesting to understand um, now that you know kind of how the levels of hormones work. It's going to make sense now that we talk about how this affects your your progress and your performance in the gym. Um, And, you know, some of the things, like I said, that have really this has really helped me to put the pieces together for myself. And when I train women, it also is very empowering and insightful for them when they start to learn this as well. So let's first talk about the follicular phase, which is the beginning of your period. This is the first day of your cycle when your hormones are in the lowest, right? Your progesterone, your estrogen are the lowest. And this is when you start to bleed, right? And this part of your cycle, this part from bleed from the start of bleed to ovulation, the follicular phase is when you are your physiologic when you're physiologically the most like a man okay so men are lucky in the sense where their hormones work on a 24-hour period not like our 24-hour cycle not like our 28-ish day cycle so every day they wake up and they're the same damn person right their hormones are the same damn like same way and it kind of frustrates me right because it's like you know right they never they're always just the same Guys are just the same. They're like clockwork, right? Because their their hormones work on 24 hours. Us, we are like on a roller coaster ride, right? <laughs> like this whole time. But it's when we start our follicular phase that we are the most like a man in the sense of our hormones. So during this phase, our hormones are the lowest and we're stable. So what this means and translates into is things are more stable and predictable as far as our performance and our nutrition. So studies even show that women make greater gains, produce more force, feel less pain, and even recover faster during this phase. This is the time, ladies, to like really ramp up. If you if you really want to push hard, the time to do that is in your follicular phase. And some studies even show the best time to PR is right before ovulation when testosterone peaks. So um, that's always something to think about when programming um, smart is if you're going to go for a PR, put it, you know, if you're tracking your cycle, you can figure out when is that week before your um before you ovulate and that would be the time to pr uh so yeah so that's pretty awesome right to know that and remember your cycle starts once you bleed it's that drop in hormones that initiate your period so really paying attention to that i think for the most part most of us will know when our we are in our follicular phase because we have that signal of bleeding right so it's really easy to know that we're in that phase it's the other phases that sometimes can be a little tricky um, if you're not tracking your ovulation and not knowing when you're going to the next phase um so this like i said this is the time to work hard in the gym this is the time when you're going to recover the best um and you're going to have peak performance the next phase is your luteal phase which is the second half of your cycle this starts after you ovulate and this is when hormones peak to the highest this is when progesterone rises and peaks to its highest and estrogen starts to peak as well estrogen uh, now pro, uh, progesterone peaks higher than estrogen but they both peak okay and then um 
And this is, like I said, this is signaled after ovulation. During this time, it is harder for your body to perform and even gain muscle. This is due to the higher levels of hormones. Estrogen turns down the anabolic or ground capacity of the muscle, and progesterone turns up the catabolism or breakdown of muscle tissue, which makes it more difficult to access, assess, or to access, sorry, amino acids during protein synthesis. So let's kind of break that down a little bit because that could be like a little like jargon. You're just like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, it sounds very scientific, Jessica. Um, so basically that rise in progesterone is going to make you more catabolic, which means it's easier for your body. Catabolic, cat, being catabolic just means um, breaking down. And so it's easier for that muscle tissue to break down and because of the progesterone rise, it also makes it more difficult for your body to get to use amino acids during protein synthesis. So what this means is amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So um, and protein synthesis is the process by which your muscles repair and rebuild itself to be stronger. This is where we gain muscle. It's a very important to assist and um, to make sure we're getting recovery properly so that we can help protein synthesis build that muscle back stronger and bigger and when our progesterone is turned up during that second phase it makes it it makes it harder for your body to access the amino acids from the protein to assist with the protein synthesis so this actually can result in higher muscle breakdown especially if you are still going hard and you're not and you're ignoring recovery you could actually be you know gaining muscle in that follicular phase and then if you're not paying attention in the literal phase after ovulation to your recovery, you could actually start breaking down and losing that muscle that you just gained because you're more susceptible to muscle breakdown during this literal phase. Um, so what this also translates is it translates into is lower recovery rates. And I have personally noticed this. If you are somebody that uses WHOOP or use a, um, some type of way of looking at your recovery where you have your HRV available, I think Apple Watches do this as well. I want you to really, to do a little experiment and pay attention to this. So what I have noticed is when I am right before um when I am in the luteal phase, when I am about to start my period, right, this is a week to two weeks out, especially that week before, my recovery rates tank. My HRV, which is your, my HRV, which is my, um, heart rate variability will go really down and it doesn't matter how much sleep I get how much I focus on recovery it's always lower in this in this phase of my cycle and then once I start my period to a couple of days into the follicular phase then I notice that HRV goes up and so HRV is a heart rate variability and this is a strong indicator of recovery so what this is is it's looking at your heart rate and we have two different systems in our body nervous systems in our body we have our parasympathetic parasympathetic and our um oh uh parapresynthetic and sympathetic i can't say i'm, I'm like tongue-tied right now and this has to do with your um, your nervous system, right? And so the sympathetic branch or the sympathetic part is called the flight or flight. And the parasympathetic is your rest and digest. And your heart rate variability will, um, you want to have a balance. You want to have a lot of variability because if your nervous system is balanced, your heart is constantly being told to beat slower by your parasympathetic and to beat faster by your sympathetic system. This causes a fluctuation in your heart rate variability. So 
So you actually want a lot of variability in your heart rate. Um, so the higher that number is, the better balanced your systems are. And when that number is lower, it's it's usually meaning that your um, your parasympathetic uh, your sympathetic system, your fight or flight, is a little bit more overactive, and that means that you're having a harder time um, recovering from the stressors in your life, including exercise. Right. So if you are somebody that has a whoop or some way to track your HRV, look at that. See how that is going throughout the month. It really matters when it comes to recovery. Recovery is such a big deal. Um, I've done podcast episodes about this that um, there was one that's pretty popular and it's called uh, Muscle is Not Built in the Gym. And this is because I I talk, the reason I say that is because when you go to the gym, or you do a workout right, you're sending a signal to your body to to grow muscle, but it's up to the recovery outside of the gym if you're actually gonna build muscle or not. Um, so recovery is just as important as the stimulus that we put our muscles on in order to grow, uh, in order to grow right? So it's really important to pay attention to that. So other effects of higher hormones, right? If you are somebody that struggles with PMS like I do, you're gonna see bloating, you're gonna see GI issues. For me, I get constipated. Like once I am like a week out from my period and all that, it it has to do with that rise in progesterone. Gotta love progesterone, right? Um, It it results in, um, you know, things just being slower digested so that we can get constipated. Uh, you You can get headaches, cramping, increased blood pressure. I mean, I'm sorry, increased body temperature, mood swings and lack of motivation and yeah can you say hello pms right because that's that's all pms right there and more um so let's talk about this also increased body temperature so this is pretty interesting a lot of women don't know this but when you're in that second phase your body temperature increases which makes it harder for your body to cool down and your heart works just a little bit harder than normal um and all of this means you reach a higher heart rate quicker than compared to the first phase of your cycle resulting and not as good performance when doing high intensity exercise. And I see this for myself, like right before my period, it's like, I get overheated, I get hot fast, I feel like I can't breathe as well, Um, I can feel my heart rate just like, like it's a lot faster. And so what this all translates into, it's more taxing on your body to do high intensity workouts during this cycle. And as your, and this is another thing that's really interesting, as your temperature rises, so does your metabolism. So during this phase, your metabolism is increased by five to 10%, which can translate into about 100 to 200 extra calories. And we're not gonna, I'm, you're gonna have to wait till the next episode. We're gonna talk more about nutrition. Um, but that's pretty interesting, right? Like we actually burn another 100 to 200 calories during this phase just because our temperatures rise five to 10%. Um, and then, so like I said, it may feel like you're taking two steps forward in the first half of your cycle and then two steps back into the second cycle, uh, half of your cycle. I can relate to this so much because like I said, as somebody that suffers with PMS, this has felt like me a lot of the time. And so I know now that I'm not going crazy, that it's just my hormones and I can write it out and I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to feel better once my period starts and then I can start hitting the gym harder. So I have learned um, to listen to my body more. The whoop has definitely helped. That's why I got it. It's more for me for recovery, for showing me and and like reminding me that I need to take a break. I need to like, <laughs> like calm it down and I can't go balls to walls all the time. Um, and a lot of that is going to happen right before your period. Now, if you're a lucky woman, maybe you might not notice any of this stuff. So if that's you, like, 
kudos to you, woman, like go for it. Like do you all month long. But if you are noticing that you're struggling um, in your workouts and you're like, I don't know why, this could be the missing piece, right? This can be the missing puzzle. And I want to challenge you now, go download an app. I don't care what app you use, something to track your period, start tracking your period and start figuring out when you are in your follicular phase, when you're ovulating, when you're in your luteal phase, and um, see how it is affecting you and your performance in the gym and your strength. For me, also strength is another big thing. I will notice my strength go down a lot during um, when I'm PMSing. Like, right, uh, and then I know once I start my period, it's like clockwork and then it's like my strength goes back up. So for me, PRing, not a good idea right before my period starts. Me going heavy and hard in the gym, not a good idea because I'm not recovering that well either. Um, those are just some things to think about. So let's like recap and talk about what you can do as far as exercise to, you know, really be in sync with these monthly changes. And um, the first phase, right, we talked about the first phase, it's a follicular phase. This is the time to push hard with cardio and building lean muscle because this is when your body is most responsive. This is when um, your body is able to recover better. This is because you're stronger, right? You can str- you're stronger, you can recover better due to the low, low hormones, so take advantage of it. And then in the second phase of your cycle, the luteal phase, after you ovulate, it's time to shift to resistance training, um, flexibility, recovery, working on form. Um, this is when you want to skip doing tons of, you don't want to do a lot of intense cardio or at least reduce it. So for me, I uh, teach functional fitness, so I do Metcons, right? Um, during this phase, if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to drop my Metcons. I'm not going to do as many during out the, throughout the week. Um, uh, I ha- That's just how I balance things out. And then I'll just, um, for strength, if I notice I'm not as strong, okay, cool. Well, right now I'm just going to up the reps a little bit more. Maybe I'm going to focus more on my form, really focus on taking that to a full range of motion, maybe work on some tempo work. So maybe I'm not using as much weight, but I'm going to slow down the reps and really focus on the eccentric, the lowering part. Um, just dif- There's different ways that you can still really get good training benefits out of this phase, even if you're somebody that notices your strength goes down. Um, if you notice it's hard for you to catch your breath, you're just fatigued, you're tired. Um, and then sometimes just taking rest. There's times I take extra rest days during this time. It really just depends on how I'm feeling. And I kind of work that through with my own body. Um, so, you know, what would this look like for you in a cycle, right? I can share with you what I've been playing around with, right? I That's kind of those things that I've shared, but it's really gonna take you going through this, learning yourself, empowering yourself to do what's best for you. And, you know, this is going to, mean you coming into this with an open mind and being okay with, hey, maybe that means I need a, you need to back off. Um, and, you know, getting through that mindset of knowing that recovery is just as important as pushing hard. So if you are pushing your body really hard and you're not recovering well, you're not getting the benefit of that workout. If anything, you might even be breaking down more muscle. You might be stressing your body out even more, which is going to result in slower fat loss and slower muscle gains. So really important. We want to think about that recovery and our hormone shifts throughout the month play such a big role in recovery, as you can see. Um, So yeah, so if you are somebody also that 
would like to try out the Whoop, I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you will get $30 off um, your membership if you get a Whoop right with that link. And, um, you know, so you can try it out and see if that's something that has been really helpful for me, like I said, to uh, to really just get the most out of, to just be better, right? Like to, 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 to listen to myself a little better. Like, yeah, there's times where you know you're tired or you're not. Like, and that's another thing. Sometimes we can get in our head a lot. So I like to look at the watch too because, or the whoop, because then it will tell me like what my recovery is. So if I'm just not feeling it that day, maybe it's a motivation for the day, but my recovery is high. I, I got to like get out of my head and be like, no, your recovery is good. You know, you could do this. You can push more or on those days where my recovery is really low, then it just makes me feel um, less guilty right about taking the time off right or taking a doing a not not working out as hard because I know I'm doing something that's going to help me better in the long run when it comes to my gains my performance just you know that kind of stuff recovery Uh, but yeah I think that is all that I uh, wanted to talk about and one last thing that I want to leave you guys with is I talked about this or announced this on the last week's episode or last podcast is that I am coming out with a membership. It's a macros membership. It's called Macros for Moms membership. This is something brand new, something I haven't done. I haven't done a membership in a long time, and I'm really excited to roll something out like this. And the reason why I decided a membership is because as a nutritionist, as a coach, I help women all the time with their macros, doing custom macros, right? And we we do a consult or we do some work together, and I let them go fly on their own. And what I've noticed is macro counting is something that takes time to learn it's not something that it's going to happen in a week it's going to happen in a month it's going to take months because this is a lifestyle and this is a big change and so i thought to myself what is the best way that i can support somebody through that lifestyle because i really want to see women i want to see you be i want you to i want to see you be successful it breaks my heart when i do custom macros and then i hear a month from now and that woman's like fell off already. So I want to provide more of that support, more of that guidance. And not only that, is we create a community of other women. So it's not just me, it's a group of women that are all doing this together because I really feel like that's where we learn the most when we learn from each other. I learn a lot from my clients all the time too. Like it's 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 not, you know, me as the coach and the you as as the client. It's more like how can we do this together and create this together because I'm, you know, I currently macro count too. Like this is my lifestyle and what can we share and learn from each other. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, I have a wait list that's going on right now. And the first, when I do announce, you're gonna have to stay tuned in your email. I'm gonna share this with you. Um, It'll be coming up soon, hint, hint, next month, uh, (laughs) that I am going to be looking for 30 women to be what is called a founding member for this membership. And these women are together, we're gonna work on creating an awesome experience. And also for perks of being part of that founding member, you're gonna be getting the membership for a way huge discount and then you're going to be locked in and grandfathered in for as long as you want to be a member at that rate no matter what the price is going to be in the future so that's really the perks of being a founding member and just kind of being in the baseline and really helping you know to create this to be exactly the experience that you need so if you're interested in joining the waitlist you can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash waitlist and like I said hint hint next month I'm going to be releasing details all about the founding member stuff and we're going to get started. Um, But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.
Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a macro county mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your macro county lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm going to show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use with my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, working with your macro. And it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step-by-step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro-friendly dinner recipes that are all in my Fitness Pal database. So what it does, this does, is it actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary, and it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47, and you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro cutting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.